This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Good to be here. So what well, I am answering readers questions today and I got this question. How can I stay sober as a stay at home mom with a spouse who works outside of the home? Staying home with the kids is already isolating and it's been even worse with the pandemic. No playgrounds, no five and under activities. It's getting better, but the list goes on. We don't have the option of childcare for several reasons. My family isn't nearby and my spouse helps as much as possible when he's home, but I feel exhausted and selfish for wanting time to myself. So it sounds like there's two different pieces here. And one is, you know, staying, staying uh, alcohol-free in your situation. And then the other one is feeling selfish for wanting time for yourself. And um, so I want to take both of them. Let's talk first about feeling selfish about wanting time for yourself. I think this is just so typical of women and me too. I mean, I get it so much. I really understand this. I remember a time when I was, so before my oldest son was born, I was a runner. I was running very, very frequently. I was always like out on the trails. I like to do long distance running, really enjoyed it. And then I got, I was imagining I was going to run all through my pregnancy. I got all these running books about running all through my pregnancy. It was going to be great. Then I got pregnant and I was like super sick, super sick all nine months, throwing up two, three times a day. It was absolutely brutal. Couldn't run at all. Tried it a few times, said this sucks. And then he was born. (laughs) And then when my husband would come home to be like, here, stay with this screaming baby who was super colicky for me to go run, felt like incomprehensible. It was it, it felt like the most selfish act. And somehow I made this meaning that exercise for myself was really selfish. And it's honestly, I mean, he's 12 now. It has taken me years and years and years to be able to get to a point where I'm like, no, exercise is not selfish. It is selfless. And we actually have a tenant at this naked mind and you can adopt it for yourself. And it's all about being selflessly selfish. And here's what it is. It's knowing that if you fill yourself up first, if you meet your needs first, if you put on your oxygen mask first, you will be so much better equipped to meet the needs of your family. And so it's really actually very uh, short-sighted and to avoid the in the moment, there will be in the moment discomfort when you're like, I know you're home from work, but I have to go take a walk. I just need a little bit of time. I need to take care of myself. I need, you know, an hour to go read my novel in the bath, whatever, whatever it is, you're going to feel a little bit of guilt, but guilt is such a better feeling than resentment because you're going to feel a whole lot of resentment if you don't say anything and resentment kills love. You, It's very hard to love somebody you resent, whether you start to resent your spouse or whether resentment creeps in with your kids it really, really does destroy the love and the connection between the two of you. And so I would choose guilt, even though it's uncomfortable in the moment. So it's going to be uncomfortable. A lot of the things that we need to do to really live our best lives, they're not comfortable. I love when my friend Stacey Martino, she says, all growth 
happens outside your comfort zone. That's so true, you know? And so if you want to move into your best self, you know, really owning that and allowing that time for yourself, filling your own needs, filling your own buckets first, it is the opposite of selfish. It is selfless. And so encourage yourself to be selflessly selfish, to do these things. It's really, really important. And that will really help with, you know, not drinking. So one of the things I do want to say here is I get this question in infinite forms. How do I stay sober if I'm a bartender? How do I stay sober if I'm lonely by myself and nobody cares if I drink or not? How do I stay sober in a family of 10? How do I stay sober when everybody else is drinking? How do I stay sober? Like everybody has their circumstance as the circumstance that it's like, this is the impossibility. And I just want to say like, no circumstance is the impossibility. It's our beliefs about the circumstance that make it the impossibility. So let's deconstruct this for a moment. There's two main things happening right now in this question. One is you have very firm beliefs that alcohol is providing a benefit and relief from this situation. And you have very firm beliefs that this situation is very unlikable. I have heard it said um, recently, I was reading the book Unlearn by Humble the Poet, which is a great book. And he says like, happiness is simply when your expectations match your reality. And here's the thing, you might not be able to change your reality. You might not be able to change the fact that it's a pandemic, but you can change your expectations. You can change your meaning. You can change what it means to be a stay-at-home mom and to be isolated. You can change your feelings. And is it hard work? It is hard work. It takes a lot of work. Uh, one of the main tools I use for changing meaning is the ACT technique. And you can find that for free at alcoholexperiment.com in the 30-day challenge we do. Or you can find it in the book, The Alcohol Experiment. But changing your meaning, going through that process of awareness, clarity, and turnaround to change your meaning and find meanings that you believe, you know, it's super useless to put in toxic new meanings that like are super positive, toxic, toxic positivity that you don't believe because you just create drama in your brain and argument in your brain. It's no good. Don't do that. Find meanings. You really believe that you're learning to, uh, appreciate this more, that you're finding your new path, that you are on a growth trajectory, whatever it is for you, find those meanings that you believe and really look at the fact that like you have two levers here. You can change your circumstance, which right now it sounds like that's going to be very hard to do, or you can change your expectations. You can change what you expect to be true. And so that's, that's the part about the circumstance of being a stay-at-home mom and being alone and the meanings you've made about that being just a, a miserable situation. You have the ability to change that. I know that feels really far-fetched right now. I, I've been in situations where the idea of changing my meanings is like, no, this is just true. I know it feels far-fetched. I know it feels like, un, like, is that even possible? It is possible. Does it take work? Yes, but it's the best work because it's work that every day you do it makes you feel better. So I just really encourage you to do that. And the second is you have meanings that alcohol is the answer. So there's some benefit in alcohol. So I would really get to the bottom of those as well, start to deconstruct. Like, why do I think alcohol is going to provide relief in this situation? And really find out if those things are true. And if you haven't read this Naked Mind yet, I would, I would highly recommend it because it goes through liminal points, which deconstruct all of those beliefs from it relaxes me to uh, it helps me have more fun. I, I believe that alcohol helped me be a better mom for sure. hundred percent. I was so certain of that. I was certain of that. Like I believed, you know, I'm sitting on a chair right now. It was just, yep, that's truth. Wasn't even something I was going to question because I thought it made me more present. I thought it made me more available. I thought it made me, um, you know, all of these things. And when I really started to deconstruct it, and by the way, experiment 
I realized that that wasn't true at all. So you have the power here. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but you really do. And I just want to tell you and be that beacon of hope. You have the power here and um, be selflessly selfish. And I'm wishing you all the best. If you asked me about the one thing that makes this naked mind so different from anything else, I would have to say emotion. It's the emotion people feel when they're really ready to make a change, when they've had that mindset shift, when they've gone through all the materials and the methodology, and they get this feeling that they're never going to get to drink again, they let that go and they think, oh my gosh, I never have to drink again. That change in emotion. And honestly, according to all sorts of new research, it is emotion, especially positive emotion, more than anything else that predicates how long a change in our behavior will stick and how long it will last. It's emotion. And so when you feel excited about a change in your life, when you're thrilled, you're making this new different change instead of feeling deprived or like you've been missing out, everything changes. And that's really what makes this naked mind stick for the long term. That's what makes it so different is we focus on how you feel and truly change your emotion around drinking. And if that sounds interesting to you, I want you to check out our self-guided path at naked mindpath.com. Enrollment in this program is closing on June 11th, so you don't want to miss it. It's closing now, and this is the path to changing your emotion and changing your feelings so that you can really, truly find freedom in your relationship with alcohol. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.